0: Welcome to the NutriBlends Animal Ag Podcast, where we tell the truth about American agriculture. On this podcast, false rumors are run out of town, misleading marketing gets called out for what it is, and you better have good science to back up your claims or you're getting a boot. Do you hear me? I'm John Ratzenberger, coming to you from Nashville, Tennessee. As if science weren't already confusing enough, the English language introduces many scientific words that sound similar but have different meanings. Dr. Lindsay Whitaker has her doctorate in biological information sciences from the University of Missouri. She has been with Biozyme, a leader in animal nutrition since 2017, and has been around animals, specifically horses, her entire life. Welcome, Dr. Whittaker. Uh, Lindsay, for most of us, the word suffix biotics is well known. Antibiotics and probiotics are two common ones that come to mind, but apparently there are a lot more biotics out there than uh, what you may think of.
1: Yeah, John, that's right. So actually, the term biotics is a Greek word dating back to the year sixteen hundred. Um, Its definition is pertaining to life. Several biotics have been developed and used extensively in the animal feed and health industries, um, including, like you mentioned, antibiotics, probiotics. Uh, We also have prebiotics, symbiotics, and postbiotics.
0: Those Greeks, huh? That's five different biotics, all of which can help with animal health and production, right?
1: Yeah, that's correct. Um, The goal of all biotics, of course, is to improve the health of the animal. Um, Antibiotics are one of the oldest examples of this in animal health. So, anti, of course, means against. And so, the term antibiotics, uh, recalling that biotics again means pertaining to life, um, antibiotics is then meaning against life. Of course, this refers to the ability of the antibiotics to kill or inhibit the growth of unwanted bacteria. The discovery of antibiotics actually began by accident uh, in the late 1920s. Uh,
0: And we still use those today.
1: Yes, of course we still use those today. I think everyone has used antibiotics in one way or another. The first biotic, though, um, was actually before the development of antibiotics, and that is the probiotic. Um, Probiotics were actually first described by a scientist who was working in Bulgaria among people who uh, commonly had been drinking a fermented yogurt product. He described that these people had the greatest health, often living older than 100 years, and attributed it to the live bacteria in those drinks.
0: So probiotics uh, were actually discovered before antibiotics.
1: Yes. Uh, However, it wasn't until later that the term probiotic was actually coined and became common to use. The term um, means for life, uh, the literal opposite of antibiotic, of course. And so with time, the definition of probiotic has really evolved. But probiotics um, were recently described in the scientific literature as live strains of strictly selected microorganisms, which, when administered in adequate amounts, confer a health benefit on the host. So that is the definition that we use today, um, with the host, of course, being whatever is consuming the probiotic, either a human or an animal. Um, And one of the common examples that we see of probiotics is uh, Bacillus subtilis, and that one's pretty popular.
0: Do we see uh, those used frequently for animal health and pets to livestock?
1: Yeah, we do. Across all species, really.
0: Well, what's next for the biotics?
1: So what's next, what came next in in the development of the biotics were probably prebiotics. Um, Prebiotics directly translated means of or relating to the precursors of life. So although the concept of prebiotics has been floating around for some time now, uh, the first definition of the word was not recorded in the literature actually until uh, 1995, so just a short um, 25 years ago. The definition, which is a substrate that is selectively utilized by host microorganisms to confer a health benefit, is probably not as clear as the direct translation of that of an antibiotic or even a probiotic.
0: But we see probiotics being used a lot more often now in uh, animal health, correct?
1: Yes, they have certainly gained some momentum in the last um, decade or two decades. And you see a lot out there, um, especially many that are derived from yeast, but there are also other kinds too. Um, for example, Biozyme manufactures Amiferm, which is a prebiotic um, that's derived from the fermentation of Aspergillus oryzae, which is a fungal organism. So again, going back to uh, the the kind of um, origin of some of these things, that that fermentation aspect is very important.
0: So, these products are pretty similar?
1: Well, actually, no, they aren't. I mean, they can check a lot of the same boxes. Um, They're all, or in terms of probiotics and prebiotics anyway, both good at helping with digestibility, for example. But their mode of action is really totally different because the end product The prebiotic versus the probiotic is totally different. And each one contains unique bioactive compounds that are utilized in different ways, um, both in what the microorganisms actually use those compounds for and what they stimulate um, as well. So, for example, with Thamiferm, we see that, like a lot of other prebiotics, it stimulates the total bacteria population. And of course, that is good for digestion. But unlike a lot of other prebiotics, we also see that Amaferm can stimulate the fungi in the gut, which is actually really a key part of the whole mode of action behind amiferum because the fungi are responsible for actually branching into and breaking apart fiber that the animal consumes to create space and attachment sites for those bacteria to continue to work on breaking that fiber down. The fungi also secrete a lot of enzymes, Um, so we see in animals fed amiferm more enzyme production from within the animal.
0: Huh? So, uh, can you use a prebiotic and probiotic together in the same diet?
1: You can. Actually, that's the next category, symbiotics. So, alongside prebiotics, um, symbiotics were also first officially described in 1995. Synbiotics are defined as a mixture of probiotics and prebiotics that beneficially affect the host by improving the survival of live microbial supplements in the GI tract or by selectively stimulating the growth and or metabolism of health-promoting microbes. The name comes from the synergy or added benefit of using prebiotics and probiotics together. And what manufacturers and producers really have to weigh with the symbiotics approach is if that added benefit outweighs the cost of using both ingredients. And I think a lot of times we know that there's a synergy, and how much that synergy is, um, and what benefit it can provide to producer just really depends on on the situation and the application of the
0: product. Okay, so sometimes you may see them added to the diet together and sometimes separate.
1: Yes, absolutely. What's next? Well, next, John, is the newest and obviously therefore most exciting biotic, the postbiotic.
0: Is this one of your favorites?
1: This one is my favorite.
0: Good, because that sets up my next comment. I don't know how many people have a favorite biotic.
1: Yeah, I don't know about that either, but maybe we can take a poll later.
0: Why, Why is this one your favorite?
1: Well, for one thing, it's new and it's cutting edge. Um, It's exciting and I think it's going to generate a lot of research and a lot of new product development in the animal health industry in the next um, few years.
0: Okay, so what is a postbiotic?
1: The term postbiotic refers to the metabolic byproducts that can be produced and released by probiotics or living microbes. So these can either be secreted by those microorganisms or released during cell lysis, when the cell breaks down. For ease of understanding, I think the best way I've heard these described is that one organism's trash is another's treasure. Um, The important thing, though, is that the research on postbiotics is really in its infancy, with not a lot currently known about what all biological processes they may have a positive impact on or exactly how they work. However, they hold great promise as a new sector of feed additives to improve animal health and performance. One of the main benefits of postbiotics is they may make it possible to address specific challenges in animals directly with the exact metabolite or metabolites that are proven to help um, through the research that we do. And so, this would be, you know, in place of trying to stimulate all the gut microbes to um, produce the same compound, uh, which of course may be less efficacious.
0: That sounds like a very promising new area for sure, huh?
1: Yes, I think so, um, especially to address some of the specific challenges in a turn it on, turn it off sort of way. Um, so, someone may discover a postbiotic compound for, say, helping with reproduction, Uh, maybe even specifically helping with um, fertility. You'd want to be able to use that when you're breeding the animal, turn it on, but then at other times you can turn it off, um, not included in the ration. And then maybe you can go to the next challenge and turn on or add to the ration the specific postbiotic that helps address that challenge. I think what we can do with these is really get right to the heart of the matter. You can utilize a specific compound or maybe even a few compounds that help with a given production challenge. Right now, with what we know, we generally kind of throw the whole kitchen sink at a lot of challenges. Um, But at BioSign, one thing we're really focused on is precision. And we think, as an industry, we can be more precise about all of this as we progress, helping the producer um, be more accurate and be more profitable in the end.
0: There are many biotics available on today's market, but to get the best performance from your animals and increase their intake, digestion, and absorption, be sure to feed one that has been well-researched and has proven ROI. Thank you, Dr. Whitaker, for your biotic lesson today. We encourage our listeners to tune in next week to see what's on tap in animal agriculture.